The Read to Lead Podcast, Episode 33. Hey, what's up? This is Pat Flynn from SmartPassiveIncome.com, the Smart Passive Income Podcast and author of the book, Let Go. I so encourage you to listen to the Read to Lead Podcast with Jim, Jim, wait, is it Jim? No, Jason, Jeff Brown. Listen to Read to Lead with Jeff Brown. You will not regret it. What a VA is, they are your lifesaver. And I don't use that term lightly. They are the difference between you hitting that burnout, that overwhelm, and not. Welcome to the Read to Lead podcast with Jeff Brown. Jeff believes that if you desire to achieve true success in business and in life, then consistent and intentional reading is a must. The Read to Lead podcast will not only help you narrow this ever-important reading list, but also bring you key insights and valuable feedback from some of today's most successful and inspiring authors. And now, here's Jeff. Hi, I am Jeff, and this is the podcast dedicated to your personal and professional growth. Each week, we sit down with a successful and inspiring author, and we talk about their latest book and their unique insights on things like leadership, personal development, career, marketing, business, and entrepreneurship. Now, in this episode, we'll chat with Chris Ducker, author of Virtual Freedom, how to work with virtual staff to buy more time, become more productive, and build your dream business. Chris is also a podcaster himself and hosts the New Business Podcast. I encourage you to check it out. In today's episode, Chris will share the fundamentals you need to understand before hiring a virtual assistant. He'll talk about the three lists of freedom concept and the types of tasks that make sense delegating to a VA and how to overcome struggling with the idea of trusting a virtual assistant with the important aspects of your business. But before we jump into the conversation, I'd like to remind you that registration for the April edition of Podcaster Academy is now open, and it will only be open for the first 20 students. You can take advantage right now just by going to readtoleadpodcast.com slash academy. In Podcaster Academy, I leverage my 25 years as a broadcaster to help you become a better communicator, a better interviewer, and in the end, create a great, high-quality podcast. Save $100 on Podcaster Academy when you register by February 28th and use the discount code READ. That's R-E-A-D. Just go to readtoleadpodcast.com slash academy to find out more and to register right now. Again, that's readtoleadpodcast.com slash academy. Register by February 28th and use the discount code READ for $100 off. Chris Ducker is a serial entrepreneur, virtual staffing expert, blogger, podcaster, and author. He helps other entrepreneurs catapult their businesses into the 21st century, utilizing what he calls the new business style of marketing. And Chris has just penned a new book due out in April called Virtual Freedom, How to Work with Virtual Staff to Buy More Time, Become More Productive, and Build Your Dream Business. It's a distinct pleasure to have him on today. Chris, welcome to the Read to Lead podcast. Thank you very much for having me on, Jeff. Appreciate it. Well, I thought it would be good to start out by talking about uh, some of the events that kind of led up to where you are today. I know that Mm -hmm. more than once you suffered from what you call entrepreneurial burnout during your journey. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I think it's one of those things a lot of people 
experience in some capacity uh, when they're running a business. You know, you know what it's like. You, you begin, you know, you start bootstrapping and you work in the 14, 16 hour days and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, I was no different. Um, you know, I've just put a, I've put that label on it, but it is what it is. It's burnout. You just, you end up hitting a wall and you know, you're literally no good to anybody for anything. And that happened to me uh, in 2009, very late on in 2009. I was working about 14, 15 hours a day, uh, pretty much six days a week. We were already sort of a couple of years into building the business and we were doing great. Don't get me wrong. We had hundred and probably 120, 130 people working for us at that point. It's now double that. Um, and uh, I hit a wall and it was right before... Christmas. Um, and I kind of stumbled my, my way through Christmas. And then what happened was between Christmas and New Year, myself and my wife actually went away and we, we kind of left all tech uh, at home. We had a little staycation at a local, uh, a local um, resort here in, in Cebu, here in the Philippines. And um, we just talked, you know, we talked it through, you know, what are we going to do to continue to be able to grow the business, um, but not have me as involved as I currently am because it became very, very evident to me that I was no longer running the business. The business was running me. Mm. Um, and you know, that, that involved, you know, not just the long days, but it involved me really micromanaging the hell out of everything, like every, uh, good hardworking <laughs> entrepreneur. Right. So, um, you know, in the book, I talk a little bit about superhero syndrome and how that kind of, you know, those feelings I was having at that point led into that understanding. But ultimately, the burnout is, you know, that, that you just become, you, you do, you, you become no good to anybody. And uh, I put a, a goal in place that by the end of 2010, just 12 months later, I was going to remove myself from the business and uh, basically be a virtual CEO. And I've been one ever since that year. And I'm very happy to say that. <laughs> well, good news. I think the first time I ever heard the term virtual assistant was when I read Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour the Workweek. For the uninitiated, define for us what a VA is and what a VA is not. Yeah, I mean, uh, a v- well, let's, let's go with the latter first. A VA is not a super... Stu- you know, it's not a superhero, right? I mean, I I talk about the myth of the 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 super VA and how uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, when they start looking at VAs and the potential of growing a virtual team, they think they can get one person to come in and basically do everything for them, and it doesn't happen that way at all. And we've got the internet and and the so-called quote-unquote gurus out there that apparently are outsourcing experts, uh, ruining that one for everyone. But it doesn't happen. You know, if you think about it in the real world, when you're building a house, you hire a head contractor who then goes ahead and subcontracts to a roofer, a plumber, electrician, a plasterer, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly the same thing. If you want to build a team around you, um, you know, you do. You need to look at things from a role perspective instead of a task perspective. And so that's what a VA is not. A VA is not one all-encompassing employee that can do everything for you. What a VA is, however, I believe, particularly for the modern-day entrepreneur, and particularly for people um, that do a lot of business online, they they are your lifesaver. And I don't use that term lightly. They are the difference between you hitting that burnout, that overwhelm, and not, as far as I'm concerned. And they will, you know, they'll handle everything from you know, admin related tasks right the way up to web development, video editing, and and pretty much everything and anything else. Unfortunately, you can't outsource making cups of coffee. 
<laughs> you can't outsource picking up, dry cleaning, and uh, the big kahuna parenting. I believe that one should be done by yours truly as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, the applications seem uh, relatively obvious for entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, but, but are there other categories that could benefit from virtual assistant? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that pretty much anyone um, that has a busy lifestyle um, can, in some capacity, uh, you know, gain some time and a little freedom by working with VAs. I mean, it's it's going to be, you know, more for some than others. And obviously, when we talk about, you know, wanting to buy more time, injecting more time into your, your day, we think about business owners because, you know, we are very hardworking, long hour working type of individuals and juggling a lot of, you know, a lot of balls. But I mean, Ultimately, um, you know, e- even stay-at-home mums can get something. You know, I mean, just simple things like you know having somebody order your shopping online for you, and, and instead of you having to do it with a couple of young kids running around like mad. You know, the <laughs> simple things like that that make a big, big difference uh, from a day-to-day standpoint. But ultimately, it does come down to business, or particularly in the way that I talk about it, anyway. You hinted a moment ago at this uh, concept you call superhero uh, syndrome. I I was wondering if Mm -hmm. you might go into a little bit more detail on that and share with us maybe some of the pros and and cons associated with with superhero syndrome. Well, I don't think there's any pros at all. Um, (laughs) I was was grasping at straws there, I guess. (laughs) It sounded good in in the question. I mean, no, I I don't think there are any pros to it from a business owner perspective. Um, You know, superhero syndrome is if there, you know, if you can learn how to do something yourself as a business owner to save some money, you'll do it. Um, superhero syndrome is, you know, if there is a way to, um, you know, uh, if you feel that working 14 hours in a day is going to make you look, you know, more sexy to your friends or sound more interesting at the, you know, at the dinner party, that's, you know, superhero syndrome. You're suffering from it. If the word recharge, if the word recharge only applies to your iPhone or iPad or laptop, that's superhero syndrome. You know what I mean? Um, and it, it really, it, it's borderline getting to that burnout mode that I talk about um, quite a bit and, and avoiding that. And it's, you know, but, but the problem is, Jeff, is a lot of people, they know they've got superhero syndrome, but they don't want to admit it. Um, not, not to anybody else anyway. And, you know, that's just, unfortunately, us entrepreneurs are programmed. We're a very strange breed, as I always say. Uh, and, you know, we are, we're programmed not to want to let go of certain things. And, uh, you know, we believe that we can do everything better than everyone else. And that generally is not the way it happens, obviously. I don't suffer from that at all. <laughs> yeah, and nobody and nobody listening in does either. Absolutely no one. Well, what are some of the uh, the key fundamentals uh, that you talk about we need to wrap our minds around before actually hiring a virtual assistant? Well, I mean, I think, you know, the super VA concept I, I you know, mentioned just a minute ago is important, you know, to, to understand that there's not one person that can do everything for you. And if you are wanting to inject this into your business, as a genuine growth model, then you've got to accept that pretty much right out of the gate, mm. right? That's the first thing. The other thing is that, you know, this in general, this whole outsourcing virtual delegation sort of type of malarkey <laughs> is not a magic pill that you can pop and it's going to work perfectly again, right out of the gate. You know, a lot of people, because of what they read in books and on the internet, they think that, you know, hiring 
a VA or even a few VAs is going to be the answer to all of their prayers. And that's not the case in a lot of uh, a lot of occasions. So, you know, really just, you know, understand that there is no real super VA. There's no one person who can do everything. There is no real magic pill that you can pop and make it work perfect from day one. And lastly is the concept of deciding very early on what type of outsourcing you want to get involved with. And there's basically two or three main areas. There's task-based outsourcing, where you're going to be outsourcing one particular task, like getting a logo designed mm. or a you know piece of transcription done or something like that, right? So that's a task. Once it's done, it's done. You move on. The, the second one is project-based outsourcing. And I, kind of, I, I kind of put project and task base in the book in, in roughly the same kind of uh, you know basket because- with project-based outsourcing, the same sort of type of thing. You're going to outsource a series of tasks that will encompass a project or a final goal being met. That might take a week or it might take three or four months for that project to be completed. But once it's done, it's done and everybody moves on that's been involved. And then there's really you know, the second or the main, the final uh, you know, type of outsourcing concept, and that is the team building concept, and that's the one that I advocate so much, and 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 that is about surrounding yourself with the best possible people to get the job done for you. Well, it's interesting to me to read that you know, just like with traditional employees, you know, defining the roles your business needs from a VA standpoint is critical, and once those roles <laughs> are defined, the next step is creating the job description. A, a VA needs a job description just like a traditional employee would need. What are some of the elements of an effective job description for a virtual assistant? Well, I mean, the first thing is you've got to be concise. I think that's key. Uh, too many people, I mean, obviously, you know, I've seen literally thousands of, of JDs come my way, um, you know, in the last three, four years alone. And some of them are ridiculous. Some of them are literally one sentence, uh, you know, and they're usually the ones that are looking for the super VAs as well. Um, but then there's, you know, there's others that are just, I mean, they're half a book almost, you know, they're pages and pages of, of stuff. And again, they're almost looking for the super VA. And if they're not, they're getting so in depth that, you're just going to scare applicants away. Uh, so really, conciseness is important. Um, the other thing is, you know, there's two or three elements that I think are really important to set up. So not only is it should it be concise, but it should also very clearly list down the type of skill sets that you're looking for within this particular role. Um, and I'm not just saying, you know, that must speak good English, must, you know, know how to use social media, niche it down a little bit. You know, what is your, your number one focus from a social media perspective? Is it Facebook? Are you going to want your VA to handle Facebook advertising for you? So you say, you know, must be fluent in working with Facebook ads. Mm. Right. So as concise and, and as solid as you can get on the skill sets are really important. A couple of other ones as well is if you're looking for somebody that's overseas, um, the, the, the kind of the work hours or the time zone that you'll need them to work is really important. That can weed out a lot of either unqualified or undesirable people right out the gate, because if they're not willing to work your hours or at least be flexible in regards to that, then you probably don't want them working for you anyway, right? right, right. Um, I mean, let's not beat around the bush. You're the boss. You're the, <laughs> you're the guy paying the bills, right? So, you know, and then the last one is compensation. I think way too many people leave out compensation on their job descriptions. I think that um, it's it's an extremely unadvantageous thing to do because, again, you can weed out weaker players and you can attract the higher quality players all rolled into one. So there's a few points. 
Well, I know oftentimes the idea of training a virtual staff can can seem a little overwhelming to say the least, but but Chris says it doesn't have to be that way. Chris, I was hoping you could share about the the three methods you recommend for disseminating information in a clear and concise way so that your virtual staff can learn quickly and effectively. Yeah, you're looking at written, you're looking at audio, and you're looking at video. Um, and let's break them down a little bit. The good thing about written is that, you know, you have the ability, particularly if you're on the move, you know, just sort of type out a quick email and hit send. The problem with that, though, is that, um, you know, a lot of people get way too in-depth and they just write paragraphs and paragraphs of, of uh, you know, tasks or, um, you know, instructions and that sort of type of thing. So what I suggest you do in regards to training people in a written format is to basically bullet point as much as you possibly can because they're easily scannable, they're easily found again once you've gone through a document and they're just basically easier just to read from, from a, a training perspective, right? So that's the first one is written. Audio I like as well because I'm more of a talker than a typer myself. I mean, the book itself, about 60% of the book was probably dictated mm. and then it was typed up, sent back to me and then I would tweak because I just don't have the time to sit there typing out 60,000 words. You know mm, what I mean? Right. So that, that's the other thing. Audio is not, it's really quick and easy. And the really nice thing about it is when your VAs are listening in on, on you and, and what you're training them in, they can genuinely hear you know, enthusiasm behind your voice. They can hear what words and what concepts and what instructions you're really kind of um, insisting on or emphasizing. And that's really important from a digestible standpoint in regards to learning something new for a new boss. So that's the second one. The third one is video. And this is by far my most favorite. Mm -hmm. um, the good thing about video is that, you know, nowadays, regardless of whether you're a PC or a Mac fan, uh, you know, you can get these screencasting software such as ScreenFlow or um, I think one on the U, one on the PC is Tam Camtasia. Uh, but there's another one called Jing, J-I-N-G, um, that you can utilize. And that actually is free up to five minutes of recording. And what it does is it allows you to record your screen. So everything that's on your computer screen and your voice talking over that screen. Mm. And then you can export that and utilize that, that video as a piece of training material. So what I do is whenever I have a new task that I'm giving to one of my VAs for the very first time, uh, you know, I will go ahead and record that screencast and show them what I want done and talk them through why I want it done and how to do it. And then I dump that video clip into Dropbox and then not only that particular VA, but any other VA that I might want to handle that particular task in the future can then just go and grab it whenever they need to. Um, and, you know, we are quite visual as human beings. You know, we're very visual learners. And I have found that video is, is really my saving grace in regards to not wasting time training VAs. So those are the three main points. And, uh, you know, ultimately, some are going to work better than others for, for different people. But, um I'm a big video fan, got to be honest. <laughs> well, for many people, I, I think, uh, Chris, especially those of us in the States, when we hear the term, I, I know when I first became familiar with the term VA, I, I, I assume that meant hiring somebody overseas. And so then immediately I, I go to, well, you know, what about language barriers potentially and, and that sort of thing? But there are plenty of VAs available right in your own backyard, right? Yeah, there are. I mean, you've got Tim Ferriss to thank for the whole overseas thing, <laughs> along, along, just, along with the whole kind of 
outsourcing view of taking jobs offshore mm-hmm. and you know lines and lines and lines of call center workers and office buildings and in India and all that sort of stuff so I get it don't get me wrong I, I totally understand where some of the apprehension is um, but yeah ultimately there are virtual workers everywhere and just to prove what I'm talking about I live here in the Philippines I have you know 270 or people working for me I've got at least 10 11 VAs working for me virtually any one time I have a VA in the US mm-hmm. but I'm here in the Philippines which is a real hotbed of talent in terms of virtual staffing, right? But I work with people in the US. I work with people in the UK, and I even work with a transcriptionist down under in Australia. So, you know, what I'm getting at is it's not about where you should actually geographically outsource and hire VAs, but more importantly, where's the best person for that job? Where is the best person for that role, for that task, to manage that project? Um, And yes, a lot of the time, that best person is going to be right there in the same city as you or in the same state and same country. I know people that utilize Craigslist, believe it or not, (laughs) all the time to find college students because college students are poor and they like (laughs) beer and they will... (laughs) They will work very cheaply to get that beer. You know what I mean? So I I know a lot of people that work with with college students particularly, believe it or not, for things like, you know, doing online research and, and, you know, uh, collating that information and putting it into a report or, you know, doing simple things like data entry or, or, you know, a little bit of transcription work, this sort of stuff. I know lots of entrepreneurs that utilize Craigslist and that's just one spot obviously there's a lot of different places now this goes back a little bit maybe to the idea of superhero syndrome but i'm thinking about somebody who is struggling chris with the thought of trusting important aspects of their business to someone they may have never met face to face before what what would you say to that person yeah this is a problem um and some people are are easier to convince in regards to letting go than others obviously um the problem here mainly is that we will always believe our own opinions before we believe opinions of others Mm. now luckily social media is changing that right quite rapidly um but fact of the matter is that's basically the way it is um you know, and so being able to let go and getting into that mindset of letting go, particularly for entrepreneurial types, is very, 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 very tough. But the fact of the matter is, there's no easy way to do it. Um, you've you've got to kick that superhero syndrome to the curb. You've got to let go. And I think the real question is, can you afford not to? Because I don't care what industry you're in, I don't care what client base you're working with, the chances are one of your competitors is already building their own virtual team or remote team in some kind of capacity. And remember, it's not just about, again, finding people um, remotely or in your backyard. It's about finding the best people with the highest form of talent for these roles. It doesn't matter where in the world they are. And the company 37 Signal, Signals but, uh, that, that just wrote a book called Remote mm. um, and, uh, you know, that they're, they're the guys behind Basecamp and iRise and all these other really popular online software um, services. These guys, you know, I, I think they have literally one office with about 20 people in it or something, maybe even not that many actually. Mm. Their, their employees, their team members are spread out in every single corner of the globe. They're everywhere. 
They all work remotely or pretty much all of them. And so I think really it does come down to can you afford not to do it um, and really to get over that. Anybody that is struggling to get over it is it's just it comes down to taking baby steps, you know, outsource that logo design or outsource that little bit of online research or, you know, instead of getting, you know, your usual secretary or PA to do some research on, you know, the five best hotels in three cities that's you know you, you're going to be popping into on your upcoming multi-city tour of the u.s instead of getting your usual person internally to do that get online find someone virtually to do it you know these are little things that people can't re- you know they could screw it up but it ain't <laughs> going to hurt your business if they do it mm. so and just that's it you just got to let go you, you've got to do it you've got to pull the trigger sooner or later yeah, I've had experience with it. It isn't a, a VA in the truest sense of the word, in 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 the sense that I'm I'm hiring somebody long term. But but my mm-hmm. first experience in what you're what you're referring to was was hiring some help with a logo on on 99 Designs and love it. Yeah, I had a very positive experience. I ended up for the for this podcast, a logo for the Read to Lead podcast, and I think I had 20 or so uh, designers participate and saw in the end over 300 different designs, and and I I, I couldn't recommend that highly enough. Right, and how much did you pay for that? If you don't mind me asking, no, it was uh, right at three hundred bucks, I think. Right, so you're talking about three hundred bucks for all of those designs mm. to be put in front of you by all those different graphic designers. I mean, it's <laughs> it's insane not to do something like that. And I'm so glad that you bring up not only a logo but also ninety nine designs as well because I use them myself, mm. and um, you know that's a perfect. Perfect way to dip your toe in that water. Perfect way. Certainly. And, and by the way, let me comment real quick on your logo. I think it's great. So, oh, I mean, thanks. you know, you know what I, and I'm saying that not just to flatter you and massage <laughs> your earlobes, but I'm, I'm saying that because, you know, it's important for people listening and that maybe haven't done a whole lot of this outsourcing yet to understand that you can not only do it and get it done cheap, but you can get it done at a really high quality level as well. Mm. Um, and I, I wanted to point that out because when I saw your logo, I thought that it's nice. It's crisp. It's clear. It's modern and it's memorable. And um, I think there's a lot to be said, you know, to, to, to pointing that out to people that maybe haven't sort of got started on stuff yet. Well, that's great to hear. I appreciate you taking the time to share that, Chris. Well, we've jumped around the book quite a bit. I have some questions I want to ask you, not specifically related to it, but I thought before we move on to those, I would ask if there's anything else you'd like to share that we haven't touched on about the book. No, not really. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm the author of the book, so obviously I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna sing its praises from the highest mountain on the planet. But no, I, I, you know, honestly speaking, I, I put this together. Here, here's something I can say. I put this together because I felt there was a gap in the market in regards to not only finding, you know, good quality information, but information that was truly trackable and accountable. And I wanted to develop something that was going to be hopefully passed around from one entrepreneur to another. And I believe this kind of book can be like that. Mm. It truly is your step by step, you know, everything from finding to hiring to training, managing, motivating, and growing a virtual team. It's all in there. And, and actually, when I was in the process of um, finalizing a, a few uh, testimonials for the book, um, and I can't remember now, and I, I feel terrible for saying this now, but one of my nice uh, friends online um, sent me back a testimonial, and his exact words were, this is the essential 
field guide to virtualizing your business. Mm. And I, I love that term because that, that's exactly what I was going for. So <laughs> yeah, I've waffled on long enough. That, that's, that's all I'm going to say about it. Mission accomplished. <laughs> well, obviously, uh, you, know, you, you speak all over the world. You've had a chance to serve as a leader for many. And I'm curious to know, among all the leadership lessons you've come to appreciate, if you had to narrow the list down, Chris, to one thing or, or a central idea, uh, what advice would you give for other leaders or leaders to be? Yeah, I mean, this is going to sound as if I'm hawking on a little bit more, but really <laughs> surrounding yourself with great people, building a team, uh, because I, I I really do believe that there's only so much one person can do in regards to the uh, you know the running, the supporting, and the growing of a business. I really, really feel that way. And the moment I started to break away in late 2009, going into 2010, I realized that I was, I, I was in every area of my business. I was spread out everywhere. Um, and the moment I started truly delegating and not going back on that delegation, I found myself not only getting more freedom and, and more time on my plate from a day-to-day -day basis, but what I found also there was that as a company, we were growing faster mm. than what we would have if I was still going to be micromanaging everything. So I, I believe uh, you know, the really solid, solid central thing that every uh, leader uh, or every wannabe leader um, should be looking to do is surround themselves with great, great people and build a great team. Well, with a successful business, a widely read blog, you've got a successful podcast, of course, a new book coming out. You've had the opportunity to impact a lot of people, Chris, with your work. At the end of the day, what do you hope your legacy to be? You know, whenever you use that word legacy, it scares the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> I, I think I should, you know, you feel like you should come up with something really cool sounding um, <laughs> just because it's because of that one word. No, I mean, I, I want to ultimately, and I, I blogged about this about a year ago, um, and uh, I want to change the mindset of a generation of entrepreneurs, a generation of business owners that have been pressured by modern society to think that working longer hours, being more stressed out will ultimately amount to more success. Um, and I don't think that working 16 hours a day, being more stressed uh, and being away from your family and not enjoying your life is going to amount to any level of success. Um, I think it's the exact opposite, quite frankly. So really, my, my mission is to try and change that mindset of people um, that, you know, you can work less, you can be less stressful, um, and you can produce a hell of a lot more output and more success in the process. And, and you know, working with virtual teams is one area of one way to be able to do it. There's many, many different ways. But that's I guess that's kind of my legacy, if I want to call it that. It's my, my mission is to try and do that. Mm. Well, as you uh, know, uh, the Read to Lead podcast espouses uh, the benefits of reading consistently and intentionally and the role that that plays in success in business and in life. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if you could name for us a couple of books, uh, maybe a couple of your favorites you've read in the last few years that have had an impact on you and maybe how or why they impacted you as they did. Yeah, you know, I knew you were going to ask me this question. And <laughs> Um, it, it's a tough one for me to answer because I do read a lot. Mm. Uh, I mean, I literally don't have any room left on my bookshelf. Now <laughs> I'm starting to just only purchase digital books now. Mm. Um, so I do read a lot. And I mean, let's go back the next, the last six months. I, I was sent a book by an author under the name of Todd Henry. 
mm. who wrote a book called Die Empty. And he talked about, it was a bit morbid at first, I've got to be honest, <laughs> but he, 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 he talks about doing your best work now, getting it all out there, sharing it with those around you and the people that you come into contact with business-wise and just the world in general, and die, genuinely dying empty. So you've just given everything you can. And at first, I didn't know whether I was going to like the book or not. I've got to be honest with you. I get sent a lot of books as well, particularly as people want to come on the show and things like that. And I'm more than happy to look through them. And, and sometimes I do invite people on. But this one I wasn't sure about in regards to the title and everything. But I kid you not, I was, you know, I picked it up with a cup of coffee and I was still there two hours later. <laughs> and I finished it in one weekend, um, which is quite rare for me because I don't usually get that much time to sit and read a book entirely like that mm. um so you know usually it takes me a, a maybe a week and a half or so to finish a book properly and so um yeah D uh, die empty by todd henry um really enjoyed that really enjoyed that book so that'd be the first one the second one would be from gary vaynerchuk um and that would be jab 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 right hook uh, total complete and utter game changer in the world of marketing, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Um, I can't explain how damn good that book really is. If you're a business owner, regardless of the size of your business, you need to buy it and, and really devour every page. It was just a, a real game changer. Well, I love those recommendations because you're reinforcing a couple of my favorites. We had Gary on, I think it was episode 22, and Todd's Die Empty. Todd was, I think, guest 17 or something like that. Oh, great. So, you, so you've had him on the show. That's great. Yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite books of 2013. There you go. Really love that one. It was, a, it was a great book. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, before we wrap up, Chris, obviously the book coming out in April, what's on the horizon for you? Tell us what we should be on the lookout for next. Yeah, I mean, the book obviously is coming out April 1st. It, it hits the uh, the shelves, as they say. Um, we are going to be doing a fairly decent tour to help promote it. Um, I have, I think I've got seven or eight different speaking engagements planned for the rest of the year. Mm. I've already had a few under my belt already. Um and uh, so, yeah, just a lot of travel, a lot of speaking. Um, and uh, when I'm on, when I'm on that, that, that tour of bouncing around, I'm also going to be doing these one-day uh, mastermind sessions that I put on. And uh, they're very small sessions, usually there are more than 10 people at the table. We rent a nice you know, conference room or virtual office type facility for the day, and we just rip the hell out of everybody's business. Um, you know, they, they walk out with bruises, literally. Um, but the, the plan is to get them to leave with one really, really major breakthrough with what they're doing in their business and their life. And uh, I've done a whole bunch of them last year. The last year was the first time we did it was in London in May. Um, I think I ended up doing seven by the end of the year. And we've got, I think, eight or nine planned this year. So yeah, that's basically what it's all about. And, um, you know, I feel like I'm in the third quarter of the year already. I've got so much <laughs> achieved. So I'm, 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 I'm a lucky guy right now. I'm feeling very blessed. Do you still do some of those occasionally with, uh, with Pat Flynn? Yes. No, I mean, absolutely so. And it's, it's one of the mainstays for my travel mm. uh, schedule. I mean, ultimately, if I'm going to the U.S., mm -hmm. I'm going to go to San Diego and do 
Um, uh, me and Pat have a slightly different name. We call it the one day business breakthrough. Uh-huh. So we, we, whenever I'm in the US, I will always do one of those days with Pat. So it's, it's a minimum of two, probably a maximum of four in a year that I'll get done. Um, but yeah, I got to be honest with you. They're my fave, um, <laughs> because they're a slightly larger audience mm-hmm. than the ones that I do on my own. Um, which means we do get to spend a little less time with each individual attendee, but you know, there's just, there's so many great people that come along and Pat, you know, is honestly he's literally my best friend on the planet. So we, you know, we like to be able to spend as much time together as we can, sort of just hanging out and helping people and chatting up a storm as well. So it's always good fun. Well, uh, the book is available for pre-order on Amazon. You don't have to wait till April 1st to start grabbing your copy right now. Just look for the link in the show notes. It's called Virtual Freedom, How to Work with Virtual Staff to Buy More Time, Become More Productive, and Build Your Dream Business. Chris, it was a treat having you on the Read to Lead podcast. Thank you so much. No, and thank you for the invite. I really appreciate it. And I hope the audience, uh, you know, got them thinking a little bit, maybe. If you'd like to connect with Chris, one of the best ways to do that is on Twitter. It's simply his name, Chris Ducker. That's at Chris Ducker, D-U-C-K-E-R on Twitter. Everything you'd ever want to know about Chris and his new book, plus everything we talked about today, resources and whatnot, can be found at the show notes page for this episode. You'll find it all at readtoleadpodcast.com slash 033 for episode 33. Don't forget our sponsor, Podcaster Academy. Find out more and register by February 28th to save $100 when you use the discount code READ. That's readtoleadpodcast.com slash Academy. And finally, if you could do one thing for me, I would greatly appreciate it if you'd rate the podcast, assuming you haven't done that just yet. This actually helps keep the podcast visible and makes it more findable by new people. If you give it a five-star rating and leave a review, a written review, I'll be sure and mention you by name in an upcoming episode as a way to say thanks. To do that, there's one of two places you can go, or both. Simply go to readtoleadpodcast.com slash iTunes, and that'll redirect you to the podcast in iTunes, of course, or readtoleadpodcast.com slash Stitcher. Well, that does it for this episode. I look forward to seeing you next time on the Read to Lead podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Read to Lead podcast. As a subscriber, we challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. Become a vital member of the community. Visit us on the web at readtoleadpodcast.com and chat with other members at facebook.com slash readtoleadnation. Until next time, remember, leaders read and readers lead. I can breathe, no more will we be. And nothing's gonna change the way we live. Cause we can always take but never give. And other things are changing for the worst. Say, oh, this crazy world we're living in. And I just can't see that half of us in sin. It's all we have to give. Futures made of virtual insanity always seem to be governed by this love we have for useless twisting out of new technology oh now there is no sound but we all live underground buddy 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 buddy
Bye. 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 Bye.